This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove, it's always game day in Buffalo. It didn't go well for Kyrie Lum. No. Um, now look, it's a tough ask to go out there and cover Calvin Ridley a lot on your first mm-hmm. you know, action of the year when you've been inactive. I get it, but I think maybe we all saw, Matt, why he hasn't been playing. I think we all saw what the coaches have been seeing at practice. And maybe that's a little bit unfair because of that situation he's in. But even Sean McDermott kind of alluded after the game to, hey, look, happens all the time. Guys have to step up and they have to be ready and they have to play and they have to perform. And this guy was taken out of the game, the final two series for yeah, undrafted second-year free agent Jamarcus Ingram out of UB, yeah. University of Buffalo. So I think that's very telling for Kyrie Elam. And I don't know where they go from here with him. I would say... I don't think they're going to pull the shoot. They're not going to give him away. No, no. They're still going to work with him. I mean, he. You, I think I still think they can. He, they believe he can still be a good player for them. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. they signed Josh Norman to be you know the mentor to help out. But I don't know where you go from here. And even Sean acknowledged on Wednesday, Jamarcus Ingram might be starting this week if Dane yeah. Jackson can't go with his foot injury. Not Kyrie Long. Yeah, I think if there was a couple week stretch that you had to get by this would probably be the one where you would say, okay, like it, it's a weird balance because Kyrie Elam needs more reps. So do you keep him on the field in games where you feel like you should be able to get by either way, or do you make the switch because you can't afford to be like learning on the go and learning as you go with somebody like this? The question I have for you, because you know a lot about football strategy and about a lot of the concepts and everything that they're doing. Kyrie Elam is at his best when he can play press and he can line up right on top of somebody. Why is he playing so much off ball when that's not what he's good at? Like, you know, there's things that we are good at in our job and we're not good at. Why are they having him eight yards away from Kelvin Ridley when when he's good, he can get his hands on somebody and try and beat him at the line of scrimmage? Because the simple answer is he's one of 11 on defense and it's a system. Yeah. You can't have him really playing man-to-man and everybody else playing zone. Now, you can yeah. in certain situations and doing things. Well, that's really kind of what I'm, system to work the way what it's I'm alluding to, work, to. But if you really want the system to work the way it's supposed to work, you can't really have that happen. you got to kind of have everybody playing the same thing. And, yeah, you can do those things here and there once in a while, but you're basically then 
taking him and just completely leaving him on his own to do his own thing when everybody else plays something else and he has to be a part of a system. Yeah. So that that's that's the simple answer. And yes, I mean, you could try to once in a while do stuff like that, but you'd really be hurting the rest of the system by doing that. Yeah, it's tough. Then if you're hurting the rest of the system that much, because my thought is, okay, like how do you do some sort of hybrid where, you know, maybe that side maybe of the field they is will playing zone. That maybe that side's playing zone and this side's playing man, whatever, whatever it is. That's, that's too complicated for my liking. But if he can't then do that, then he should not be on the field because right. it was bla- the last time I remember a guy getting targeted like that was in Detroit last year when they were going at Dane Jackson. And I just sat there and I'm like, man, I I don't know if this is the answer. And, you know, obviously you had Trey coming back and got a little bit healthier and you had a little bit more of a rotation. So that kind of eventually vanished. But on every big play, like there were like three or four of them. I knew it was going to Kelvin Ridley. And on almost all of them, those were on Kyrie Elam. And then I saw on social media right after the game, a lot of former players talking like, how can you have a safety on Kelvin Ridley one-on-one in that situation? That says more about their lack of faith in their corners than it does about Micah Hyde. Well, let me just go back. To, in On that particular play, I give the Jaguars credit. The Jaguars used a formation there where the Bills had kind of no choice. Mm. And they 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 had to use Micah Hyde because the Bills went, What's called cover zero. They had no safety up high. They had everybody kind of man-to-man across the board. And the way they aligned their formation, they got Ridley matched up on Hyde. And I think Hyde understood, okay, I got a matchup here. And he didn't have horrible coverage. No, it wasn't. It was a great throw. And it, it was, was a you great know, throw. A, a great throw. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think the Bills chose to match up Micah Hyde on Calvin Ridley on that play. I think the Jags had a good formation where that wound up being the, you know, the play and what happened there. But look, going forward, um, I, I think Kyrie Lim can still be salvaged. I do. I know it sounds weird, but maybe that's like what you said. Maybe they have to figure out a way to make it work with him. In the meantime, you know, next year, next summer, maybe there's some move that they can make. Right now, they can't afford to move on from him, I don't think. And no. his value is so low, Matt. What are you going to get from him? You'd be giving him away in his second year after making him a first-round pick a year ago. So I think the signing of Josh Norman, to me, I don't think they're signing Josh Norman to play. Signing Josh Norman to me, the analogy I'll use is like when they signed Derek Anderson to be a quarterback in the room with Josh Allen his rookie year. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You hope he doesn't have to play, but eventually maybe he has to play. But it's really to kind of help that guy along because you have no other experience in that room for him to lean on a little bit. Let me ask you this. Do you think that there's some sort of rotation when they are all healthy again? Or do you think that this is just strictly Dane Jackson replaces Trey White and it's Benford and Dane Jackson for... 80% of the snaps, and then maybe there's some sort of Elam, Ingram, whatever they end up working out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I think it's Jackson and Benford when they're healthy. I think those guys are the guys. And then maybe Ingram becomes number three ahead of Kyrie Elam, actually. Now, that said, 
Dane Jackson is on the injury report with a foot injury. <laughs> yeah, he didn't practice on Wednesday. In the walkthrough on Wednesday. In the walkthrough, so yeah. It's going to be Benford, who was a full participant after missing last week, and Ingram and mm-hmm. Elam. We'll see. Maybe it's Jackson. You hope that's the case against the New York Giants on Sunday night. It's not a great situation, but as you pointed out, the next three opponents. Now, look, the Bucks three games from now. Yeah, good. You good. have Mike Evans and Godwin. They have receivers. You know, I mean, they're For not sure. the world-beating offense with – you know, Baker Mayfield, but those are good guys. But the next two weeks, you got the Giants and you got the New England Patriots. And I think that if, if there's games you can get by maybe a lot better and a lot, you know, more sufficient, efficient, it would be these two opponents. Well, I mean, the Patriots have scored, what, like three points in their last couple of games. You, yeah. you should absolutely be able to beat them. This is a stretch for the Bills. This is something I talked about on the last episode briefly that they have to take advantage of. They yes. absolutely have to. And you would feel so much better about it, obviously, if they had beaten the Jags and you were four and one. But you look at their next get their stretch. It's Giants, Patriots, Bucks, Bengals, Broncos, Jets. OK, that's one, two, three, four, five, six games. I think you have to win five. I think that I needs to be anything less than that would be a disappointment. Now, if you go four and two and you find yourself at seven and four, you know, you still probably feel good about your outlook, but you've got some really tough games down the stretch. I think if you're eight and three going into that tough stretch, you say, okay, we'll win two games minimum. Like we'll win two games. We'll be a playoff team. You know, we'll, who knows, maybe we get hot and we could still try and be fighting for the one seed, but yeah, I, I think the matchups that will be particularly tough in that six-game stretch are the ones where you've got good wide receivers. So it's the Bucks and the Bengals. And they might just be the best teams in that group anyway. They also just happen to have opponent, or I guess pieces that might be difficult matchup problems for the Bills. So we shall see. I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with any of those teams, especially Joe Burrow. I mean, if Joe Burrow is back to fully healthy, like, it's probably the game you lose or if he's what he's been well not really last week they were pretty good last week but before that and you can get to him and he can't scramble and he can't be mobile then maybe your corners don't matter because your defensive line has been so dominant and in those games the three games you're talking about that will be all before the trade deadline the trade deadline is halloween They'll play Thursday night against the Bucs and give themselves – I actually think it works out well for the Bills on the schedule front there because they'll play, and Brandon Bean will be able to evaluate after that without – you know, most teams will get like a 24 hours to kind of make pull the trigger on a trade if they want after that week. He'll have a few days extra and say, what do we need? They'll evaluate it. Maybe they'll make a deal that weekend if it really does come to it. So mm-hmm. obviously a lot to be decided on you know, with the Bills and the roster and going forward here. In the meantime, a couple other real quick items on the roster before we move on. AJ Klein has been uh, signed to the 53-man roster, and we forget about Bale Inspector. I'm not telling you that you know he's all pro like Matt Milano, mm-hmm. but I thought he did some nice things in the preseason. Now his 21-day window has been activated, so some reinforcements in a way. Going back to your point about maybe this is a spot where they do some rotation, Matt. I mean that's maybe what we'll see from the linebacker spot, given the the guys that are becoming available now. Yeah, I think that. It's funny you said about Bale Inspector because admittedly when they sent out the push alert this morning, the team, I completely forgot. forgot about Bale Inspector. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, Bale Inspector. And have not sorry, real quick tangent. Have we heard anything about Justin Shorter? I did ask uh, Sean McDermott last week about Justin Shorter. He just said there was no update. Okay, so so you know what it's you know what it reads like to me? They're just gonna keep Justin Shorter on IR unless there's an injury. Oh yeah, year. like he gets a red shirt year, basically. Yeah. So they've got they've got some things they need to figure out. And I think defensively, it's going to be in work in progress. I think that they are schemed up 
better than they have been in a long time because of Sean McDermott. And if there's anybody who's going to be able to figure out a way to take some of the pressure off of those pieces that you're a little bit more nervous about, Sean will have something dialed up and we'll put them in positions to, I don't want to say definitely succeed, but maybe positions that protect them a little bit. So that's what I think. And it's, it's got to start with the defensive line. It's got to start this week with the defensive line, the matchup that they have to take advantage of.